Hey, ladies. Welcome to Be Your Own CEO Podcast, where developing your self-worth leads you to your calling. Hi, ladies. Welcome back. Happy December. It is December 2020. Woohoo. We've officially made it. Made it through one of the most unprecedented and historic years in American history, um, but also probably in your life as well. So give yourself a little pat on the back for getting through 2020. We are rounding out uh, the year 2020 with so many reflections. Uh, I think that in a year like this one, it is so important that we do reflect. We spend the end of this year reflecting and letting it guide um, our year of 2021 and starting fresh and starting with a you know fresh start in our heart, mind, body, and soul and trying to think about what is, what is top priority for 2021? What does my 2021 look like? And you know, despite of you know, all the changes happening in the world, what do I have control over? So the word of the month for December was breathe. And the reason I chose breathe originally in January, because when I made this entire outline uh, last January, well, technically January 2020 actually felt like much longer. But um, when I made the outline, I was thinking, okay, end of any year, we always need to breathe, right? So I'm like, okay, we definitely need to breathe. But in a year like this one, it couldn't be more fitting. So end of a year, right? We have to breathe, we have to reflect, and all of those things are very, very important. So anywho, with the word of the month being breathe and we're rounding out 2020, uh, today's episode is titled Catch Your Breath. And I'm so excited to share with you all an opportunity for you to round out 2020 strong, strong in your heart, mind, and body and soul, rather than feeling so defeated if you have felt that way. So we are going to break it up into three parts. The first part is with affirmations and talking about ways to choose to breathe in your life. And then we are going to just do a little reflection on what a year 2020 has been. And we're gonna have um, questions to ponder for eight parts of the life wheel. And each part within the life wheel, there will be questions for you to reflect on. And then we are going to close out with talking about how important self-care is and what my self-care routine is. So anywho, we are going to start with part one. So today I choose to breathe and I have five affirmations for you. And I want you, when you are listening to me say this, I want you to repeat it after me, right? And so breathing, there's so many breathing exercises. You know, there's lots of things to do through meditation and to ease and calm your mind. But affirmations are first and foremost, one of the most important things that we do, whether it's we start our day with affirmations or if we're having a tough moment, affirm ourselves. And um, that really guides our, our mental health um, in moments that we don't really realize we need it, but sometimes in moments we need it most. So I have five affirmations and repeat after me. First one, I seek and receive balance from the universe. Number two, I am level-headed in all that I do. Number three, I bring peace and harmony to the world. Number four, I am still and I receive stillness. And number five, I have inner power that brings others hope. Okay, sit in that. There's something resonating with someone. I just feel it. If, if something's resonating with you in this moment, Take a moment for yourself and write. Uh, take a moment to pause this audio message and 
and think about what came to mind when you heard that. Um, thinking about being level-headed and, and still and inner power and having this ability to seek and receive balance. Um, there's something resonating with someone. So go ahead, write write it down, What it, whatever it is you're thinking about. You can always come back to it later. But if there's something that's speaking to you, it's important that you pause in that moment. But um, truly affirmations are so important because they're proven to give you inner peace And when you speak life into yourself, it is so much easier for you to speak life into others. And what I mean by that is once you're so used to giving yourself affirmations and it becomes a part of your self-care routine, you will start authentically giving it to others and perhaps not even realizing it. You're realizing you're doing it. And so that's where it becomes a part of like your lifestyle and something that you do, right? So um, let's say someone's love language is words of affirmation. And if you're so great at consistently giving yourself affirmations, so it's a lot easier to give to others. And um, yeah, so think about those, those affirmations. Choose five every day, I highly encourage you to start that. And if it's something as small as maybe five for the week or maybe five for the month, um, and then eventually lead to five a day, whatever works for you, but eventually getting into this habit of like, okay, I am still in this moment or I give peace and serenity to all things. But when you when you say that, start believing that about yourself. So that's what's so important. So continue guiding yourself in that direction. Affirmations are amazing. So we're going to continue with the second part. And we're just going to pause. What a year 2020 has been. And the reason I chose to talk about all of this in December and rounding out the year 2020, you know, I was pondering the other night when I was reflecting on this outline and getting things together. I was like, what would my inner self need? Whether I was in my, you know, finishing high school, early 20s, maybe I'm, you know, going through a hard time in my career. What would I need to hear, you know, through a self-care reflection for such a time as this and to really think about what we can do to guide our lives in a healthy way? And I was like, okay, so we were going through this pandemic and there was a lot of racial injustice and you know, police brutality, all these things happening this year. And on top of that, an election year, it's just been like, what has happened, right? We have all these worldly distractions, but how do I take my inner truth and my inner power and bring it into all these worldly distractions and say, look... I have control over my life. I have control over these things. And this is what I have reflections over in the past, you know, 11, 12 months, even though so many things have happened. And so there are eight parts of the life wheel. I know I've talked about this before, but the eight parts are uh, number one, health and fitness. Number two, personal and spiritual alignment and physical and spatial for number three. Number four, finances and wealth. Five, friends and family relationships. Number six, intimate relationships. Seven, career and calling. Eight, fun, entertainment, and travel. In some of these, I've slightly adjusted, of course, and I have, I would say, personalized it more to what I feel is best when I have helped others with this coaching stuff. I have seen this also work wonders the way that it separated. So anyway, those are the eight parts. And with each part, I am authentically going to share with you some of my responses. So I know that I talk about this often. I can't walk through this journey without sharing more of my journey with you all. And so as I talk and I ask these questions, I will be answering them with you. So the first part with health and fitness, okay? The question is, how did I improve my overall health and fitness? 
If not, what goal do I have for 2021? For me, it was a necessity. And I remember when I came home in September from Lawton, Oklahoma, I believe I shared some of that journey with you all. But when I came back, this was Labor Day weekend. I had this huge epiphany, this revelation, all these things about like, if something this beautiful exists out here, and if if the Lord created this, if this world is is this stunning and magnificent, and I have this inner truth and power, and I, I'm, you know, I'm confident in who I am. I feel like I've really gotten a hold of my career this year. Why don't I work on the external part of me that I feel like I've neglected? Right? People can feel that I have worked on myself internally, but externally, people might think, well, she doesn't work out, or, you know, it looks like she eats whatever she wants. Not necessarily, right? But like, if you happen to see me and you don't know me very well, then you may have thought, oh, well, she doesn't have, you know, health and fitness really into her routine consistently. What what I mean by that is truly like, it doesn't even have to be me working out every single day. I wasn't even working out at all. And so this was kind of something that I'm like, I have to do. I have to do because I am not going to create this narrative for myself that I'm unhealthy with health and fitness. And so I chose to take a stand. This was in early September of um, you know 2020, so it was early fall. And I was like, okay, look, you have already conquered this inner part of you. You're going to conquer this external part of you. So since September, I have been working on this health and fitness journey. And I have been on this journey of eating healthy. So I've been dieting, and I'll talk about that in a second, but with fitness. So I have started working out three days a week. Some weeks are harder than others, you know, of course, with holidays or people traveling or or I'm traveling, you know, it could be any of those. Um, you know, sometimes the schedule gets shifted, but I have tried my best to stay consistent with three times a week. And here's why. If you're not doing something to take control of your health and fitness, your body will reflect that. Your body will, will feel that. Your body will um, be in tune more with who you are and what you're eating. So it's like, okay, well, if I don't start anywhere, I, I'm not going to start anytime, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take hold of this. I'm going to do it now. So in September, I started working out three days a week. It was never like, I'm going to start one day a week. I'm going to start two days a week. Nope, cold turkey. I just started to work out three days a week. And it has changed my entire life. Um, I have more energy. I feel like I have more energy in conversations and physical energy. And I can roll out of bed in the morning and not feel so exhausted and bogged down by, you know, feeling groggy from the food that I ate the night before. And, um, you know, there's so much to be said about eating healthy as well. So on top of the working out three days a week, I've also been eating healthy. So I've taken out a lot of fried foods. I, um, I don't eat fast food already a lot in general, but I've reduced it to like once or twice a month. And I haven't had a burger in months. I can't remember the last time I had like a cheeseburger, which is very crazy to think about. I eat a lot of like whole grains, um, you know, oats, that sort of stuff, um, you know, granola and pistachios and almonds. And I have smoothies a lot. So I've, I've created this lifestyle of replacing unhealthy food with food that I do like that is healthy. Um, you know, of course, fresh fruits and vegetables and these nutrient filled foods that are, you know, filling my, my body with what it needs. And that's, what's most important is that like, if we are not feeding our body with what it needs, it's going to tell us that it's unhappy. Right. And so I know that part of the reason that 
I was feeling tired or not feeling like I had a lot of energy or whatever it was, it's because I was eating the way that I was. I just had to make a change. You ever feel that way with your health and fitness? You're like, I just have to make a change. So anyway, I've been on this journey consistently and it's been wonderful for the better. So I would say I definitely did improve my overall health and fitness. And I hope that there's some things that are also sparking your mind as I'm talking about your own health and fitness journey. So part number two, personal and spiritual alignment. And um, I took this from the perspective of how do I practice self-care or what are ways did I practice self-care? And the only reason I chose that is because I felt like it was really overarching for personal development and then also like spiritual development and growing in your faith. So ways that I practice self-care, I have a consistent routine. And I couldn't express enough to anybody how important it is to have a consistent routine. And what I mean by that is this. Every weekend, I create a list of all the things that I have to do for the weekend, right? So it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's called holistic self-care. And I look at it from the perspective of the life wheel and I say, okay, look, you have three days, you know, Friday evening, all day Saturday and Sunday. What are you going to do to get things done around the house, to get things done for, um, you know, is there like a holiday coming up? Shopping, groceries, um, you know, seeing friends, being social, whatever it may be. Okay. I make a list of all these things. Okay. Great. So then when I conquer them, I just erase it in the notes of my phone. And then Sunday evening, I do the same thing for the following week. So I write down like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, okay? And I think of all the things that I have to do. Now, I am consistent with it. So what I put in my notes for the weekend, when I put it in on Thursday evening for the upcoming weekend, I make sure I finish all of it. And some of it sounds daunting. Like the other weekend, I was trying to finish my five-year plan of like, what are the biggest goals I have to achieve or that I want to achieve by the time I'm 31. And I wrote all of it down and I was like, okay, like this was super time consuming. This required a lot of emotional reflection from me, but it was worth it. And so the consistency matters. So what I also do is, you know, so Sunday, it's my day of rest and relaxation. I start my day with church. I cook. I start laundry. So I don't do laundry throughout the week. I do it every Sunday afternoon. And then I, you know, of course I vacuum, I take out the trash. I start meal prepping for the week. What do I need for the week? What do I want to make for the week? What's healthy? How can I make, um, you know, my food now so I can prepare and organize it for the upcoming week? So I do that and um, that's Sundays. And so Sundays are generally pretty busy, but they're also full of a lot of rest. So even though there is like a lot of things happening, it's just home things that I already love doing. So it's not too bad. And then Mondays is when I get home from work, I clean out the dishwasher. I put away the clothes that I had and, you know, in the washer and dryer from the day before. And, you know, all of those other like last minute tedious tasks around the house. I usually do that on Monday evenings. And then Tuesdays, I have a late night with work, but I usually find some way to relax or run more errands on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, I watch The Dig with Transformation Church, and that's on at seven. So Wednesdays, that's usually my thing. Um, Thursdays, again, it's usually like another another night of like kind of open um, chores I have to do, seeing friends, 
Um, again, sometimes it's work things that I have to do. And then Friday, we hit the weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so again, I really organize it based on what my needs are that are um, you know, first and foremost important, but being consistent with it. It's so, so important. And it's the little things that you do, right? Every Sunday, I always take out the trash. Every Sunday, I always vacuum the entire house. Every Sunday, I always do laundry. So, you know, there's not something happening in the middle of the week that throws me off with things. And I think that that's what's really important is that if you don't have a consistent routine for your life or for self-care to make sure you're managing your time, um, your time will manage you. And you have to take hold of that and say, look, I have X amount of hours in the day and here's how I'm going to schedule everything. That's a really good idea. So I did practice a lot of self-care this past year and I encourage you to try the same thing. So start notes in your phone that says holistic self-care and you could also separate it into, of course, the eight categories that I'm talking about now and make sure you have a list the whole week so you can conquer through all of them. And that'll be really productive. The next one says physical and spatial. And the question is, are you satisfied with your current living situation? If not, what goal do you have for 2021 to improve it? My answer is a capital yes. I have mentioned this before in some episodes and on Instagram, whatever, that I moved into one of my dream apartments in July. And so I do know that your dream living situation changes and evolves throughout your life. And so, you know, my dream apartment now is not going to be the same as it would be, you know, maybe three years from now or five years from now, you know, wanting a condo or, you know, buying a house, all those sorts of things. What I know is it comes in phases and seasons as your life changes too and evolves. That would be a strong yes. I'm satisfied with my living situation and I continually work on house projects. So, you know, sometimes I am either selling something on Marketplace and I'm replacing with something I love that's better or, um, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, moving a picture around. You're like, oh, that looks better here. That looks better here. Um, you know, buying candles, working on essential, um, you know, the sense. What, what do I want my house to smell like? What do I want it to feel like? Those are really important questions. And if you have an apartment, a house or whatever, you know, really think about those things. How do I feel in my house and how do I want others to feel as well? And so create that and make that a reality. Number four is finances and wealth. The question is, did you learn any strategies about improving your finances? I hope when you heard that something struck a chord with you because with COVID happening, um, maybe some of you all lost your job. Unfortunately, that was probably really challenging. Or maybe you got a new job, you know, in COVID, um, you know, through this entire pandemic and you're really grateful to have a consistent income. So that's awesome. But um, I'm sure all of us have probably learned some creative ways um, to save money or to earn money this year. But the question truly is, did you learn any strategies about improving your finances? And it could be literally anything, anything small to something really big. This is a big one for me very recently. I just found a financial advisor and he is through Edward Jones down here in Tulsa. And I highly recommend if you are in your mid-20s, if you've been working for a bit, maybe late 20s, 30s, whenever, whatever life phase you're in, right? I highly recommend that you have a financial advisor. And here's why. We hold other people accountable for other things in our life, right? Maybe we have a dietitian, maybe we have a nutritionist, maybe we have a counselor, maybe you have um, you know, a life coach, whoever it is. We hold these people accountable for other things in our life. But if we don't have someone who's accountable uh, or holds us accountable, right? That's a greater question. For our finances, then what are we doing, right? 
our finances and our money is just going to drive our life. Uh, We're not going to drive the way that our finances look like. I highly encourage, of course, like find a financial advisor that's local, whether it's Edward Jones or not, it doesn't matter. It is so important that somebody holds you accountable for your dreams financially. I remember when I met with him and he's like, so what are your goals in the next five years? What are your financial goals? And you know, how can we get there? What does your financial situation look like now? And what are the steps it's going to take to get to um, you know, your dream financial lifestyle, whether it's the next two, three, five, ten years from now? And I know that one day when I'm married, me and my husband will also, you know, be working on this stuff together because again, it is so, so, so important that you take hold of your finances and Find a way to budget and manage money that works best for you. Um, I know that it's different for everyone. Maybe it's you know managing your money through apps. Maybe it's managing your money through the notes on your phone and just writing down your bills. Whatever it may be, you know holding holding yourself accountable for your own financial dreams is important first and foremost. But when you have someone to hold you accountable, it's going to launch you so much further. And we all love having someone holding us accountable for things, right? So if somebody's calling us and they're like, hey, how's that going? How's that eating plan, you know, that diet going or, you know, whatever it is, it makes us feel loved and appreciated. So I highly encourage that. Great way to start your 2021 if you have not yet done that. Number five is friends and family relationships. The question is, are you surrounded by healthy relationships? If not, what breakthrough are you seeking? And the reason I chose that one specifically, so the next one is intimate relationships, and I'll talk about that in a second. They're both so different. Friend and family relationships, somewhat intertwined, but the next one with intimate relationships, that's a lot different than friends and family. I would say yes. Um, I am surrounded by, by healthy relationships, friends and family. And a big part of 2021 for me with reflecting on relationships and my friendships and family relationships was about doing things that are healthy for me, but then sharing that with others. And what I mean by that is this, it's about boundaries and telling other people what you need. First and foremost, it's about identifying what you need, right? What do I need from myself in this relationship? How am I feeling in this moment? Or how do I feel when I talk to this person? And, you know, creating boundaries with it, but also executing it, like actually being authentic and sharing that vulnerability and saying, look, when you said this, I felt this way. Or when you do this, I feel unwanted. Or when you show up and say these things, right? You're like, you're creating these boundaries, but people are going to respect you more. I would say, Um, You know, for me, like the healthy relationships part with friends and family, it's just like finding that balance and and executing boundaries and and being authentic through that process. Sometimes it's hard. It's not easy. But what I do know is like, even with my friendships, I tell my friends what I need. Um, In this moment, I'm experiencing like that I need some words of affirmation or I need you to call me tomorrow. I'm having something important happen at work and I need, you know, I need you to check, I need you to check in with this or... You know, I've started this new lifestyle with my health and fitness journey. One of my really good friends down here, she's really helped me with this, right? And so it's just like having friends holding us accountable for things and then executing those healthy relationships. It's really important. So again, super, super important to think about what breakthrough you are seeking if you do not have um, healthy relationships or enough of healthy relationships, of course. Number six is intimate relationships. Are you currently dating? in a relationship or married? If so, what goals are you and your partner sharing? If not, dating 
or any of the above? How are you maximizing your singleness? What steps are you taking to prepare for a potential future relationship? And for me, in intimate relationships, I grew tremendously. And um, my goodness, I feel like I'm in, I'm in such a gray area right now. Like I'm not, I'm not in a relationship, but I feel like this gray area of like, I am preparing that, um, you know, my next relationship, hopefully, or, you know, the next two, I have no idea, but that could potentially be my last. And my hope and goal and desire is that I have been working hard on learning about marriage and obtaining all this knowledge to say, look, this is the future that I want and I am not going to settle for anything less. And so... I have been on this journey. It started in September 2019, to be exact. So it's been like, you know, a month, sorry, it's been about a year and several months. I have completed almost three marriage books and I have an entire journal that's over halfway full of all of my reflections and my notes, my thoughts, feelings, desires, all of these things about my future husband. Um, I don't know if I've met him, right? I have no idea. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. But what I do know is that I'm in such exciting space because I've positioned myself to potentially have a successful um, relationship coming up in the future. So yeah, um, you know, if you are dating or relationship or married, what goals are you sharing with your partner though? I believe that goals individually are important, but if you are in a relationship or you're dating or married, it's important that you have goals together and that you conquer those, whether it's like quarterly or monthly, but in healthy ways for both of you. The next one, number seven, is career and calling. The question is, what did you learn about yourself through your career in a trying year? I'm gonna pause on that one because I feel there's also somebody listening to this and they are desperately seeking a career change. And if you are this person, if you're listening to this and you're like, I've been unhappy, I am fortunate to be employed during this time, but I don't like my job, I need a career change. Okay, so this is for you, right? If you learn that about yourself, then it was a successful year. And you're probably like, wow, is this, how was it a successful year, Catherine? I don't believe that. Well, I believe that because you were upfront and honest with yourself. You owned your feelings with how you feel about your job. Okay, that's the, that's the first step. Right, but the second step is executing it. Okay, well, I'm not happy. What's the next step? Okay, I need to edit my resume. I need to get in contact and network with other people, you know, in my sphere of influence in this job that I'm looking for, or whatever it may be. It doesn't matter what field you're in. Okay, if you need someone to hold you accountable through this journey, you need to start that process, right? But if you if you heard that question, you're like well, uh, what did I learn about myself? Well, I'm not happy. Okay, well, let's own our feelings, but let's not sit in it, okay? Um, Owning your feelings is important. That's the first step. But the second part is saying, look, I feel this way and I'm going to take control of this situation. And my goal in the next, you know, maybe it's three months, maybe it's six months, whatever it may be, is to change my situation. Because what if, let's say, what if you are not having your job because you're not making enough money? Um, but you actually love what you do, but you feel like you're not happy because you're like, well, I'm not making enough money. Okay, well then maybe that means that you need to start a hobby on the side that could also fund some other expenses that you have. Uh, Maybe it's still searching for another job and not leaving your job, right? If you actually kind of like what you do, right? If you love what you do, but you're like, well, I feel like I'm not overall happy, 
because my job doesn't fund enough of the things that I need. Maybe it doesn't fund all your bills. Well, then why don't you start looking for things to sell around your house? Why don't you think about ways to earn some side money? Why don't you start tutoring? You know, there's tons of little things you could probably pick up and start improving your your spending habits and the way that your money is going in, you know, in different places within your budget. So one of the most important things that I learned this year in my job, in my career, is that time management is so important. I can't stress it enough. I believe that the way you manage your time matters and time is ticking every single day. Every moment matters, right? That's what my canvas says in my dining room. Every moment matters. And here's, here's why every single moment matters. Time is money. Imagine you wake up in the morning, you have $86,400 in your bank account. Well, you do with time, okay? That's how many, how many seconds or minutes in the day. I'm so sorry, I didn't check that statistic. But <laughs> um, right, that's how much time you have, right? Imagine you have that money. If you spent that whole day and you weren't productive, you just wasted a day of your life. Let's say you do that for a week. You just missed several hundred thousand dollars of your life. You've been gifted this opportunity to wake up. Boom. You've been gifted an opportunity to potentially make an impact in your job. Maybe speak life into someone, encourage someone, empower somebody, uh, make somebody's day, open the door for someone, whatever it may be. These are little things that become very important parts of our life. However, if you are not owning your time, I highly suggest 2021 you start. And I know that my first, second year of teaching, I was just learning my job. I'm still learning my job. I feel like that's a part of any job, right? You you learn and you grow and you evolve through the years and you find ways to do um, your job better. That's, that's true in any job. But what I will say is this year, I feel like I conquered time management. And I would say since 2020, 20, also had half of 2020 school year and then started 2020 and 2021 school year for me. It was hard for me at some points when I had to own up to my truth to say like, I didn't finish this task or, oh my goodness, I didn't call this person or whatever. Well, now I have no excuses for that. Um, I make notes on my phone every single day. If I have to call a parent, I have to do X, Y, Z or whatever it may be. If I don't get it done that day, I know for a fact I will the next because again, I have to manage my time. I can't let time manage me. It's just as simple as that. It sounds really hard. It sounds daunting. But um, if you have a job and you come home from work and you do nothing, you don't even cook yourself a nice dinner or go to the grocery store for something you need or clean something or organize something around your house, you're not truly being productive with your time. You're just letting time pass. And we have no time to waste. Absolutely no time to waste. Okay. So I would say time management, that is huge. Um, number eight, fun, entertainment, and travel. What are ways you showed up for yourself to bring joy and fun? For everyone, when you think about this, I think about fun, so it's like social part. I hope you found creative ways to be social. I know you've been like socially distant and um, you know not seeing as many people, not going to concerts, all that sort of stuff, but I hope that you've found ways to have fun, whether it's like FaceTiming people consistently, starting weekly phone calls. Um, I've done that with people and I've loved it. I have a friend that I talk to every Sunday evening. I FaceTime my cousin consistently every few days. I talk to my mom. You know, I, I have like this list, these lists of people. It's just like tabs in my head where I'm like, oh, I call them generally on Monday evenings. Okay, Tuesday evenings, I FaceTime this person, whatever it is. 
that's fun, right? That brings your life joy in that social part of us that wakes us up. So that's really important. So think of ways um, you show up for yourself with like that social part. That would be kind of the fun. Entertainment, I'd say that too, but also like, did you discover a um, new band? Did you discover... Uh, it could be a new clothing store. It could be an outdoor hobby you never did before. And you're like, oh my goodness, I need to try this. And you you totally love it. And so it could be an indoor hobby. It, it literally could be anything, right? Entertainment in all aspects, right? It could be from shopping, playing games, listening to music, driving, whatever it may be. And then the last one, travel. We all know I love to travel. I don't even think I want to talk about that that much because I've talked about it so much in the past. I went to over 10 cities at least, you know, 10 to 15 in the year 2020. And a lot of them were through road trips and exploring, going to different cities within Oklahoma and towns and seeing mountains and, you know, going to the desert and all these like different things. It's just like so, so incredibly helpful. And what I learned about myself through travel is that I process life through travel and it's called ecotherapy. And if you have never heard of ecotherapy, I I highly encourage you and I recommend that you look it up. And I discovered this about myself. I process life through travel. So when I am having a a moment of feeling overwhelmed or bogged down by life or work or relationships or whatever it is, I will take a vacation for a weekend or, you know, for a night, I will go to a nearby town and, and go to a different restaurant or do something for myself, right? It's totally random, but um, it is intentional because I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this way and this is how I'm going to take control over the situation. There were a few of those since September or since August. So school started in August and it has been a trying year. And I would say it has been because it stretched me with, you know, my level of flexibility and, um, you know, the system, our education system in a, a year of a pandemic has just been wild. <laughs> and so I have desperately needed self-care in some moments that I'm like, all right, if I could leave work now, I would, but it's a Friday afternoon and I have to wait another five hours. But Anyways, I would say, yes, I have learned about ecotherapy. I've learned that I need to be outside in nature more. And every day that I spend outside in nature, I'm happier. I feel like I get this level of stillness that the world is happening around me, but I feel still. And I feel, you know, that life slows down, right? That I shouldn't take life so seriously, or I shouldn't feel so like fast paced when it's like the world around me is, yes, it's happening and there might be cars passing by, but the nature itself outside is still, right? So maybe it's a little windy, but like nothing around you is moving rapidly, right? The birds are chirping, you know, the grass is still, you know, the sidewalk is not moving and you're just looking around um, and it's peaceful, right? And it gives your life balance. At least it gives me balance. And so Yeah, I would say ecotherapy for me. And, you know, I've traveled a lot, but it's because I've realized that I process life through travel. So that was a huge, um, you know, epiphany that I had in September too. So we went through the eight parts and I hope that it inspired you to think about the eight parts of the life wheel for you and how you're showing up for yourself um, with self-care and what you did in 2020 to take care of yourself despite all of the challenges that you've experienced despite all of the changes or things that you've had to adapt to. So I hope that inspired you and encouraged you. Uh, We are starting off 2021 with lots of inspiration. I haven't decided how it's all going to look and what it's going to look like and who's going to be on the show, all these things. But I can promise you this. 
I will be working intentionally on my winter break on what the podcast is going to look like for 2021. There's lots of goals that need to be written down, lots of things that I have to, you know, and people to connect with, but it is happening and I have so much to look forward to. And if you've been a consistent listener, I appreciate your loyalty and I appreciate you for going on this journey with me right? Like this is a journey that's been to be shared. I love to hear from my listeners. I love to hear who's listening and what they've learned. And so reach out to me. It is, it's an exciting thing. So it's really exciting. And um, it's even more exciting when other people have been touched by the things I've talked about and then I get to continue sharing my life with them. And I want to learn from you. I want to learn from, you know, the things that maybe you heard that sparked something in you and you're like, oh, I'm deciding to change this part of my life you're learning as well, just like I'm learning. So we can share our journeys together. And then the last part is ending the year with self-care. So first we talked about breathing and reflecting on this past year, right? Going through those affirmations. Um, The next is just giving yourself grace, right? Give yourself grace for the things that are out of your control. There has been a lot out of our control this past year. And if you beat yourself up about the things that are out of your control, it's going to be trying. It's going to be really hard. You're going to be really uneasy and unhappy inside and your body will feel it. (laughs) Your heart, mind, body, and soul will feel it. I promise. But don't let that take a hold of you. Don't, don't let that, um, Give yourself grace for like, what is in my locus of control? What do I have control over? What is out of my control? What do I not have control over? And separate the two. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some patience for your life and, and the direction in which you want it to go. And then in the last um, the last part here for rounding out this year of self-care um, with self-care, truly, you know, it may not have felt like, oh gosh, I didn't do enough for myself this year, whatever it is. Hey, you know what? If you didn't, don't beat yourself up either. Maybe that means for you in 2021, if any challenge comes your way, you immediately gravitate towards, okay, pause in this moment. What do I have to do for self-care? And it could be any part of the life wheel. Do it. Be consistent. You got to show up for yourself. So in order to round out 2020, owning you, do one thing in each part of the life wheel to own your time. Own something that um, gives you happiness, gives you joy. You know, so if you are working on this uh, holistic, you know, self care wheel and the eight parts of the life wheel, this entire thing, if you're working on it and something comes up and you're like, oh, I didn't do that, well, you still have some time left of 2020. And if you can do it, do it. Uh, Your future self will thank you. In that current moment, you're going to feel relieved. You're going to feel happy. You're going to feel, you know, full of joy. It's worth it and you're worth it. I hope that in December you reflect on all the things that you did. Think of the positive things you did this year. Um, Maybe in each of these categories, there's only something small. Maybe there's something big. It doesn't matter, right? But there's something. There's something we're grateful for that you could find that you're grateful for through this experience. So yeah, I hope that this inspired you and and I, and I hope it was a good way for you to reflect on where you want 2021 to go. I cannot believe I'm saying 2021, but it is here, it is happening, and it is shortly arriving. And um, here we are. I can't wait to meet you 2021. Reach out if you have any questions and I look forward to hearing from you all soon. That concludes today's episode on catching your breath. You may contact me at Turek at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you, ladies.